going on, y'all? Grown Manish Podcast back at y'all for another episode. I know y'all been waiting. Many of many of the country is in, in this uh, nice little snowstorm. So Mike J and I gonna give y'all some good listening uh, material. Uh, so again, this is your guy Bowtie Fresh, and you know who's always with me. What's happening, man? Mike J up in the thing, resurrected from the cold. Yeah, my Mike J back in the NAP, man. Mike J been putting a lot of miles in on the road, man. Let's people know what's going on. So my, you know, appreciate everybody's thoughts and prayers. My grandma passed, so I went to New Jersey for the funeral, and I drove, and that's like almost a twelve-hour drive. So on my way to Jersey, man, yo, I got stopped in Pennsylvania, not for speeding, for having two dark tents. Now, you know, I, have a, I, I recently got a car in September, right? Another car in September. No, it's nice. It ain't like, you know, I ain't, I'm, I'm riding for them, but I ain't in the bins. No. <laughs> right? So it's not, but the thing is, it's like everything on there is factory. It's the, you know, and this is in a funny story, sidebar. One of my, uh, one, one of my uh, employees said, hey, I, I could tell this was your car. Because you know the rims in the, uh, in the in the in the tinted windows, so the cop pulls me over for the. <laughs> hey she, for probably the t- you, she probably expected you to have a subwoofer in the trunk and everything. I know, right? Like uh, <laughs> next thing I know, she probably expected me to have a daggone Pioneer with a removable faceplate, like I used to have back in the nineties. Hey man, shout, shout out to the snatch out, shout out to the snatch out, snatch out radios. And the removable faces, boy. Yeah. We just bumping them bad boys back. Uh, yeah, I had the removable face because I, you know, this to, this to date us, I Bowtie is a month older than me, but I got my license before he did. So I was able to get I was able to get my car before he did. And it's not a flex, it's just saying we rolled together. So oh, I yeah. finally got that pioneer boy. Yeah, we was kicking it, boy. <laughs> anyway. Oh. So we, he pulls me over. He says my tents are too dark. I explained to him, like, hey, you know, this is factory. This is, you know, this came with the car. So he goes back. He says, I'm going to run your license and everything. I have my my license, registration, insurance. He comes back, lets me go. So I get to Jersey, man. Now on my way back, you know, so, oh, why I'm in Jersey, man, funny story. So I grew up in a place called Neptune. It's on the shores where her, the hurricane happened, right? So there's two sisters. It's another city right next to each other. And it's always been beef between Neptune and Asbury. So I live on Neptune, right? Yo, and Asbury's always been more hood, but it's getting gentrified now because, you know, you're right on the water. Like, you can walk to the boardwalk. I mean, I'm talking to my, talk to my, to my, uh, you know, my shore family and everything. And they all remember me as a baby. So they start talking about like the 80s beef with Asbury. Yo, man, I got so damn <laughs> hyped up. So the, so, the, so the church that my grandma was buried in, the church that, you know, I went to, my family grew up in is in Asbury. So I'm in the car with my cousin and my other, my, my three cousins, we pallbearers waiting on a couple other guys to come, you know, you know, we had to take the body up the stairs. So my cousin's like, yo, man, that's nice. They got like a nice garden in Asbury, man. So by this time, you know, I'm hyped up, man. You know, so I'm, I'm trying not to like be all upset that my grandma has passed away. So I tell my cousin, this is my older cousin. So I said, man, I said, fuck that nigga. Fuck them Asbury niggas, man. Don't say nothing about Asbury around me, nigga. So I go to my other oh. cousin, and he's like 18, 19. I said, nigga, can you fight? Can you fight? <laughs> hey, <I'm, laughs> so he has this like shot look on his face, right? Because he had—I haven't seen him in a while, and I'm—I'm I'm joking, but you know, most people know me. I'm joking all the time. I ain't—I don't take myself that serious. He's like, I guess. I said, I guess. I said, we're in Asbury. We don't have to fight our asses up out of here, man. We're in enemy territory. <laughs> so we get, and this is right before, and this is outside the church, y'all. <laughs> so you can tell me how on one I was. I mean, y'all, y'all, y'all got you, Mike J trying to get some uh, New Jack City stuff started. <laughs> hey, man. I was, I, was, I was ready for business, man. So anyway, 
So we go back, you know, we had a we had a funeral and everything. We come back to the crib. So my granddad pops in. And my granddad has had he had two major strokes. So, you know, he's out here, you know, he ain't at his best. But he was a beast back in the day in the streets. So we was talking about it. So I go, Junie, because that's what I call him. I said, man, I said, yo, man, I heard, I said, I knew you wouldn't be playing with Nashburg. And he, you know, he had a stroke. So please forgive me. He's like, hell no. Fuck them Nashburg niggas. They do not to come to Neptune. I'm the OG. Dog, I died laughing, bro. Can you imagine that? But yeah, shout hey, out. He was, like, he was like this OG status to stay known. Like, look, yeah, I, ain't no, I ain't no play thing. I don't care what didn't happen. I ain't yeah, no play yeah, thing. Yeah, Junior was a beast, man. <laughs> shout out to them War Strong, man. You know, family, we like royalty on the shore, man. So, but also, man, shout out to like everybody who looks too care of us, man. Our shore family, man. Some cool brothers. I met a brother with a podcast when I was at the cigar bar. I met another brother who's That's a music, music publicist. He just took one of his artists up to Sirius XM, cat named uh, Fresh, Fresher. He's from Brooklyn. So it was cool cast, Shout man. Shout out, man. No doubt. Uh, no doubt, man. So that's that's what Mike J been on for the last week. So I hit that 12, 12 hours by myself coming back. No, so I stopped in Ohio, right? Because I'm getting tired. Bro, when I sat, I seen the nastiest bathroom in my life. It was just like a BP. This is, I think, Alpha. This was a city outside of Columbus. Probably about 15 miles out of Columbus. I think it was like Reynoldsburg or something like that. So people who listen to Ohio, it's don't, if I'm butchering the name, you know what city I'm talking about. It would be east of Columbus, right? And I stopped, man, and I go to the restroom. Bro, they ain't even, like, lift the seat up. And it's, it's all, yeah. on the, all on the toilet. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> I, was, I mean, it was just disgusting. It's like, yeah. No, we're talking about social paths have been in here. Bruh, like that, you couldn't lift. And I'm not touching it after that. So who knows? I'm going to be going behind it. I was like, ugh. But anyway, so I made it back, man. So, so other than that, bro, what's been going on with you since I've been on this little hiatus? Oh, shoot, man. Ain't too much of nothing been going on with your boy Bowtie, man. You know, out here living this pod life, networking with different black podcasts, just podcasts in general. Yeah. Um, actually, and bow ties, uh, I guess you could say, uh, Bruce Wayne life <laughs> during the during the day um, at, at my at my organization. Um, actually, have an initiative going uh, to help them get a podcast going to promote. Uh, my I work for a healthcare organization. I'm a, I'm a healthcare provider, um, but also to promote um, different healthcare initiatives and uh, giving an outlet to some of our uh, team members. So. Um, my organization, uh, we actually, the first podcast uh, will be done uh, next month on the 8th um, and then be ready. We're going to try to get it out and, uh, you know, locally first um, and just have it on uh, some different little outlets here, but um, hopefully get it expanded um, to platforms like Spotify or iTunes or whatnot. So uh, they have individuals, few individuals that I work with know that uh, Bowtie Fresh lives this podcast lifestyle and um, subtly, um, so very subtly, um, kind of tapped me uh, to be an individual that led this initiative because they know I, they know that I do this uh, behind the scenes. Not everyone knows that I do this, but a few individuals that are pretty close to me know. And um, so I was fortunate enough to get put on um, an executive leadership board to to start this initiative. So, um, so shout out, shout out to podcasters, all podcasters. Shout out to anyone who wants to do a podcast or anything like that. Man, definitely is a great outlet. Um, like Mike J and I've always said, you know, we didn't start this podcast for um, money or recognition or anything like that. It was an outlet for us. Uh, we just been blessed enough for it to take off in that fashion. So, um, you know, just 
for everybody out there, you know, feel free, you know, live your life and, and you know, go go for what you know. And if it's something that you, you know, not familiar with, don't be afraid of, you know, Mike J and I always say we out the trunk. We had to figure all this out on our own. <laughs> we uh, are not exactly we are not multimedia majors or anything like that. We between us, we, we have about six or seven degrees, but none of it is in media relations or public relations or anything like that. No communication, uh, no, no anything. <laughs> right. So I still say uh, that. Def- definitely just, you know, shout out and promote everybody who, who wants to do something in their life or something different or push the envelope. You know, don't, don't be afraid to try to go out for your platform or whatnot. Bet. Yo, man. So let's switch it up, bro. Hey, what's, hey man, what you think about Bill Cosby thinking he, he, he Cliff Huxable in, in the clink? Man, I, it's 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 ill. It's funny, but it's also sad at the same time, man. You know, because I I think that right now his health and 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 you know I, I know that he has a form of dementia and that sort of deal, and I think that it's just one of those things that he's reverting back to a safe place for himself. You know what I mean? Despite whatever may have been going on, you know, off off screen or offset during that time, um, I think that that Heathcliff Huxtable character is a is a safe place for him and, and he done it for so long. I think that that's just kind of where he's reverting back to while, while he's incarcerated. No, I mean, I definitely, definitely hope that, you know, he's, he's getting the help and, um, you know, support that he, that he needs for that. But on the flip side, imagine how funny as hell it, it is. You know, he, he in the mess <laughs> hall and he's he out there talking to boys. Like he talked to Elvin, you know yeah, what I'm saying? You know you can't right. do that with the women in Theo. Right, right. <laughs> he probably talking to him. You know, were you this close to Vanessa or this close? <laughs> and you right. Know, you know, I'm sure he like pulled in. I'm sure the prisoners is like, yo, this is yo, this is Heathcliff. I'm sure they showing him a lot of love, man. I bet you they showing him a lot of love. Oh man, I wonder if he probably he probably trying to come down with that with them ill sweater. Remember he had that black button on the sweater. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, he probably coming in there having to reenact this Cosby oh, show inter- interludes. He did have some cool ass sweaters though. Remember, he went through that phase where like he was always wearing like an HBCU sweater, yeah, like in ep- different episodes or something like that. Man, I definitely thought that was pretty dope. Yeah, one episode, Cos had a, he had a Trailblazer jersey on. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. No man, Kyle's will see, you know, and we can, you know, and it's one of those things we can separate the the person from the character. We're talking about Heathcliff Huxtable. Who's played by yeah. Bill Cosby? I know some people get all sensitive. You know, we can, we're just talking, making jokes. You know how folks yeah, get all, are, all funny. Yeah, we are not in support of any of the things that he yeah. has been accused of or found guilty of. We do not yeah. uh, repeat. Do not romantic podcast does not support any form of abuse or taking advantage of any women, kids, or any anybody else. We do not support that at all. We are strictly mm-hmm. talking about the character on he screen. Huxtable. Yeah. But anyway, you know, you have to, I mean, we hate to take take away from the flow of, but you know, you got to say that because, you know, we both, we both live this Bruce Wayne life. So, you know, <laughs> exactly. Bruce Wayne life pays the bills, man. But shout out to Heathcliff Huxable, man, you know, carrying people in jail. So it's crazy, man. So, hey, man, let me ask you this. You, you're a Jordan fan. Yo, the infrared six is dropped early, bro. Yeah, I saw that. What you think, man? I think they they don't. They are probably. Um, I would probably put the the sixes just in general, uh, probably in my top ten of Jordan shoes. Yeah, it was a different. It was a different type of shoe, but it was a game changing shoe. Remember those Bugs Bunny sixes when those came yeah. out? Um, yeah. It was just. Gotta, it was just a different shoe. Kind of. It kind of was a transition period for him from that. From that. Uh, like the 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 twos, the threes, the fours, kind of had like a slate, like a yeah. template look to them with just a little bit of flair. 
And then the the fives, the, the fives, the sixes, sevens, they kind of were just like a little bit different before they started going into like those themed Jordan yeah. shoes. How he was, you know, theming shoes after, you know, Lamborghinis or spaceships or this or that or whatever. But Or baggy uh, jeans, hooping rings. Have, <laughs> you seen the, have you seen the yellow eye joints? Hey, hey man, it's a, it's, a, it's a lifestyle, bro. It's a lifestyle. Hey, <laughs> Them jeans can fit about seven people inside of them. But yeah, but like I got a couple pair of sixes though. I got the I got the low cop the low top infrared white and red infrared sixes. I got another pair of white and red infrared sixes, and I got the All Star Game joints from a few years ago, like that weird color. I don't color, wear them. Yeah, yeah. I don't wear them that often. Uh, but they're cool. Something cool if you got a nice little fit to go with it. But yeah, I, I got I got those, man. So I got I, them. I, I I got a pair of those. Like, I guess you could call them New York Knicks, or some people call them the Spike Lee Sixes. They got their orange and blue feels with the vibe, the colorway to them. That's about the only pair I had. I had the Buzz Bunny Sixes when I was growing up, but you know the feet feet kind of got a little bit too big for them, so yeah, I had to yeah. let them go. Yeah, man. So, uh, yo, let's uh, let's jump into that damn Trump news, man. So while we were on while we while I was Trumpy. out of town. You know, the government opened back up, you know, but he said that, um, you know, he was tweeting. He said if the Democrats and the Republicans don't have a wall into into the next proposal to him, then he's going to shut the government down again February 15th. Yeah. So I the funny, you know, so this is, I mean, it's not even funny. So I was in Jersey and my family's flights were getting delayed because it was that day of the TSA. All those people had called off, like 10% of the workforce, the TSA and air traffic controllers had called off. So you're talking about security, but you're willing to risk because our last big terrorist, when the big terrorist attack was, you know, taking over a plane. Now, if you don't have TSA and air traffic controls there, can't you do the same thing again? But you're so you're so worried about having a wall, the wall that's not going to work. I mean, that five point eight billion dollars can go to sort something else. I'd rather them put at the wall and pay for that than than building the wall. I mean, I don't know. So, what do you think about that, bro? Yeah, I kind of feel the same way, but I felt I have felt that way. <laughs> excuse me, um, since the since the government shut down initially. You know, we talk about um, the people that are that are uh, employed by the government and the things that they have to do. You know, not just are we opening ourselves up and security measures from from you know planes, trains, and automobiles, <laughs> yeah. but, but you know we're worried about a border, but. Uh, we also, people um, ha- haven't been talking a lot about like our FDA officials and, and officers oh, yeah. not being, not working. So, you know, that's going, that's affecting our food to a certain degree. Oh yeah. Um, they weren't, they weren't checking they just, stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, to me, that that's a form of security as well. Uh, but also, I mean, it's, it's, it's a safety and a huge hazard, you know, that something may, something may have gotten slipped through or whatnot because of the shutdown or not having individuals, you know, there to do the checks. Um, but I also think that you know, again, he, he's an individual that talks about this this country and how great this country is, and you know, so forth and so on. But I, I don't think that it's been um, a good representation from him when you have individuals that rely on various forms of government assistance uh, that are not getting that. Um, you have people that are just that are that are employed by your government that are not getting paid. I mean, you can't say that I care so much about American people and all these things that I'm doing is for the American people when you are not doing things that, that are within your power to help take care of those American people. So I think it's, it's all you know, politics, so to speak, and everyone has their angle. Um, and, and at the end of the day, it's, it's a lot of individuals not looking out for the best interests of the people that they're supposed to be looking out for. 
Yeah. It's just it's really unfortunate, man. And also, what I found is funny is that, you know they he's been having undocumented workers working at his golf clubs. Yo, but did you hear oh, about? Yeah. Did you, but you hear about the uh, the Democrats going one of his undocumented workers at his golf club? They're gonna have that. They're gonna be a guest at the State of the Union address. Bruh. No, I missed that. <laughs> yeah, man. So it, it's it's crazy, man. But but the orange-haired one, and like I was reading on, I think on the Washington Post, it's the only thing he had this this week. This is the president of the United States have lunch and like get some security stuff, like you know some briefings. That was his calendar for the week as of like a day ago. Wow. Yeah, man. So just just uh just just a little let y'all little know. But we're gonna we're gonna switch up to the to the mayo, man. And uh, this goes out, man, to the Florida. You know, usually this person will get the Twizzler, but this part we're gonna say that for a special group. So we're gonna yeah. give this out to Mike Ertel, and you probably like who is Mike Ertel? Mike Ertel was a former Secretary of State in Florida. So I'm just perusing the Twitter, and hey, yo, my man is dressed up in blackface, and he's saying he's a Hurricane Katrina survivor. Wow. I totally missed this. Yeah, and he's, <laughs> and, he, and, he, and he's dressed as a woman. And there's no shade, anything like that. Whatever, live your life. But of all the things, you had people lost their lives. People lost cities. Not just New Orleans. Cities. It was damaged. And you, and, and you public office, and you dress up like this. Even if it was years ago, like, I don't understand, like, so to some of our Caucasian listeners, what is the fascination with, white, with, with blackface? I, I, I don't get it. Like, you know, you can dress up in a costume. You don't have to, like, if I wanted to be Bruce Wayne, I wouldn't make my face white. I would just get a Batman mask and, and be and have every, all the accessories. Right, right. Like, I, I don't I understand, like, oh, let's take it to the next level. I want them to know that I'm, I'm being funny and make fun of somebody black. Let me put the black face on. I, 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 I don't get it, man. So, you know, usually my girl tell, usually you would get the Twizzler, but we, so we're saving the Twizzler for uh, a special group, to, you know, a special two people this time. So, uh Shout out to you. Just go ahead and eat your a big old bowl of aioli, of aioli, <laughs> and you know, and, and and this, you know, hopefully you choke on it and die. And also, man, what, man, what was that? You sent me something like in a text, or you maybe sent something in our group text, or or our Twitter text, our Twitter uh, message. There was something with like a mayonnaise drink, or a oh, yeah. drink or something like that. So, <laughs> they said it was a mayonnaise. Uh, a mayonnaise. Oh God! It was. It was. I should know this because it was a mayonnaise drink. It was a uh, some type of mayonnaise cocktail. So they went through the shakers and all this and all these type of things. It was like a. It was. A, it was like it was like a mayonnaise martini. That's what it was. And they put the shakers in there. They added lemon juice. They added all this stuff up. They put it in a glass. They said put it with French fries. You know, some people like to dip their French fries in mayonnaise. Never was my thing, but you know. Negative. Yeah, man. So then I start talking like, yo, what is, I, I always said mayonnaise to white people is like the Infinity Stones to Thanos. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, man, the homie Cody said it's like MAGA hats to Trump supporters. I said like green hey. casseroles to the pitch ends. Like, what do you think <laughs> mayonnaise is to white people, man? Wow, man, probably all the stuff you just said, man. man, man. This is like when you get them some fresh aioli, and it's just like you know how Thanos. Thanos. He's like, you know, it's like you know how Thanos made that face once he got the last one, man. He's like, he's seen it's just like the power went, the power went to his soul. I think that's how it is when white people get a fresh thing of mayonnaise, and not even miracle wow. that has a has a tang to it. 
Not, not the straight, not the straight mayonnaise. Yeah, this the hell. That, 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 I was gonna say that helmets with the yellow with the yellow yeah. tag on it. Mayonnaise. That's all hey, it says. Yeah, mayo. <laughs> Shout out to that because we got the because we, we got the no no extra mayo uh, hoodies coming soon. We already got a few other things that you know you can check out with us if you're interested. You can send us an email at grown mayonnaise pie with your size and we will get it to you. All right, absolutely. That's, you know that goes out there. So this is so for the next man. Also, you know, another person who had a little mail this week was Tom Brokaw. You hear about Tom Brokaw, bro? <laughs> yeah, man. Let the so, people know. That so Tom was out here, man, and I always thought Tom was down for the cause. I don't think Tom is racist. And and let's be clear, you cannot be racist and say something racist. You know what I'm saying? That doesn't mean that yeah. doesn't mean that you're racist. You just said something racist. So Tom said that our Latino brothers and sisters need to uh, stimulate more into white people to make them feel comfortable. You know, so time. I mean, it's and it's crazy how the the oppressors can always say what someone the oppressed needs to do to make the oppressors feel comfortable. So you know, I I, I mean, I think we, I think both time and I had to deal with this at our jobs. Oh, yeah. a duality of life. So for time broke all to say that, man. So time, I'm gonna go ahead and invite you to that old aioli Hellman sandwich too. You you know, you get a fresh. <laughs> you don't get the one like Mike Ertel. Mike Ertel gets the one that sat out. For six or seven days, and you can see it separate like the oil from the mayo. He gets that on the egg salad sandwich. But over time, you get a fresh one. I even get, you know, you get your fresh thing of mayo, get you some Miracle Whip, throw it on some bread, and then get you a little spoon for this to wash it on down and let you sit and let the mayo go through your soul like ether. That way, you'll just kill all, it'll kill it all like radiation. Kill all that, all those dumb, dumb, you know, dumb takes that you just gave on national television. So, Tom, yeah, man, I could, go ahead and have it. Tom, Tom caught me off guard, man. Totally, <laughs> he really totally did. Got off guard, bro. I wasn't expecting that one at all. Nah. But, man, hey, so let's get on the Twizzle, bro. Bowtie. Jesse, I'm going to let you take it away because I've been talking. I, I want you to tell the people and I want you to get real descriptive about the Twizzler. Yeah, man. So the, the, the Twizzler goes out to the two cowards, the, the, the two vile, the two subhuman, the two punk ass bitches that chose to, that chose to try to beat up or chose to beat up actor Jesse Smollett. For those who don't know, Jesse Smollett um, is an African-American actor um, that plays on the show Empire on Fox. Um, great brother. You, you see him very active, you know, on social media, interacting with fans, uh, interacting with different communities and so forth and so on. Um, and it is, it is said um, that the, the, these two cowards that attacked him um, were, uh, I don't know if they were yelling, I think they were yelling MAGA or this is a MAGA country or this is MAGA territory or something like that. They had on ski masks. Um, individuals uh, beat him up pretty bad, put a, a rope, um, I'm not going to say it was a full noose, but the reports were that it was a rope or a string of some kind around his neck um, in, in an effort to appear like he's being hung or going to get hung or something like that. Um, so uh, for individuals to, to be out here like that, and again, I'm not going to... Um, I, I believe that they very well could have been individuals that, that support the president or support the hate speech or the rhetoric that he that he puts out there. I believe that these individuals probably could have done that. But even beyond that, I want to call any man or woman or individual a punk, a fucking coward that would do something to someone like that with simply minding their own business. 
if you have the ability to try to jump someone or attack someone who's done nothing to you, just minding their own business, you're a coward. I don't give a damn. I don't care if you support Gandhi. I don't care if you support Trump. I don't care if you support Kamala Harris. I really don't give a damn. The acts themselves are cowardly. The acts themselves are vile. The hatred that you are spewing, not only in the physical violence, but the words that they are saying, is bullshit. It's, it's, it's cowardly. It's not to be tolerated. And I hope that, and I, I should say, I hope I know that they will have their day uh, of judgment in some way, shape, form, or fashion, whether here or, or when they go and meet the maker. It will happen. Um, and I also, I want to put Give the Twizzler to the different uh, media outlets, and, and, and I don't know if it's coming from law enforcement or anything like that, but individuals that say Jesse Smollett brought this on himself by not having security, or Jesse Smollett brought this on himself for being out at 2 a.m. Fuck that. As a person, I should be able to go wherever I want and be able to re be respected and feel safe. No matter, I don't, I don't have, I shouldn't need security. I shouldn't have to say, oh, well, I'm only gonna go out between 9 a.m. and 2 p.m. so that there's light. No, I should be able to go get a damn sandwich when I want to. I should be able to go out and you know, go to a club and dance or whatever if I, if I feel like it. So for those individuals that are saying that he brought this on himself because he didn't have security or doesn't have security or he was out at a bad time of night or whatever, fuck you. You can sit on a damn Twizzler just like these two cowardly ass bitches that jumped him in. Because that's ridiculous, man. And definite shout, shout out prayers and support to Jesse Smollett and his family, his friends, his loved ones. Um, to help him, you know, get through this tough time and, and, and to be rehabilitated and for a speedy recovery, man. All right, so tell me what type of tools should they sit on, bro? I want you to get real descriptive. <laughs> man, they, they, they can sit on that, that all red with a little blue laced Twizzler. That bad boy is just like it in a, in a big fat knot. So that, that it's difficult for them to sit all the way down on. That, that's, the, that's the Twizzler they can sit on. It have it a little bit of drenched in, you know, maybe a little bit of ether, maybe a little bit of uh, a little hot sauce or something yeah. like that, so it can burn as it goes in. And, and some bleach, and some bleach too. Turnabout is fair play. Some bleach because that's what they put. Yeah, on. yeah, that's what they poured on him. So yeah, turnabout. So they, they they can sit on that because their acts were just that just that ridiculous. Period. Point blank. Like I said, I I, I hope that. That they are, uh, that I hope that they have a, a bit of uh, justice served here, you know, in, in this life. Uh, but I, you know, when they when they go and meet the maker, man. And also, I, I mean, and we'll, we're going to leave. I also want to give a twist to that gentleman who uh, who hit that the gentleman who uh, hit up hit those two women at the hot dog stand oh, up yeah, in L.A. Man. So yeah, I don't man. know if you saw it. So it was a man. He I mean, he literally punched a woman in the face. Two of them. He sucker. He sucker punched that. He he sucker punched that one woman. He hit her from like from behind. Yeah. So like, I'm like, and then you have men just standing there like you gonna let a a, woman, a man hit a woman. Yeah. And just like know, the bro. whole and then, and then he tried, and then he just trotted off. Yeah. Man, he, was a, a, he was a he was a big dude too. He's and a he just coward. Trot off like what? Coward. coward. Punk ass. Coward. And any man that puts his raises his hand to put his hands on is a coward. Coward. He's beyond okay, a coward. coward. You a coward because you ain't gonna fight a man like that. Follow those men. I'm not even saying you had to sit back and like you could have grabbed him or something. Yeah. So it's just like cowards. You got your phone out, cowards. 
So, uh, you know, they won't be in the level of coward as him, but he can go ahead and sit on that tour. So it's kind of like, you ever seen like a bull's horns? They real sharp mm-hmm. and curvy. I want him to wrap that twizzler up like he wraps like, you know, dental floss around when you're taking it out. You sit on that thing and let that uh let the bullhorn swirl up and down, him to sit on and bounce on up and down, man. So they can really tear him up from inside to out. For any man who puts his hand on a woman is a cow and a punk and anything lower than that. And so it's always gonna be that way. So I know the grown man yep. is podcast, we take a stand against any violence towards women. You know, absolutely. So go ahead, man. Y'all can go ahead and, and eat that, man. So you can go ahead and, and if and if and if you one of them men that that put your hands on a woman or feeling aggressive toward a woman or anything like that, and y'all don't like what the grown man this podcast is saying, y'all come holler at us. We don't condone violence, but we damn sure will entertain you if you want to, you know, get a little physical, get a little exercise. We will entertain that shit. So come holler at us. If you yeah. a man that puts his hand on a woman or threatens a woman or anything like that, like. Like I said, Mike J and I, we are not the people that promote or violence or anything like that. But in the sake of protecting a woman, I don't care black, white, Indian, Asian, whatever. If if you if you feeling frisky, you want to put your hands on a woman, come holler at the grown man this podcast. We'll get no. you a little exercise in. No doubt. No freaking doubt, man. So let's uh so let's push on, man. Let's go to sports, bruh. Did you see that Deion Sanders started for 30 last night? I haven't seen it. I plan on watching it today. Yo, I seen, I seen, I seen the, uh, uh, the, you know, like the, the trailers and all that type of stuff for, it, but I haven't got a chance to sit down and watch it. But I do plan on watching it today. I watched one of my favorite athletes, sports figures, not just football, but he's one of my favorite sports figures just in general. And listen, one day we'll talk about the greatness of Must Be the Money. And you know, <laughs> oh yeah, you know, man. number one, I got that on like I got I got that on like four or five playlists in my phone on my yeah, Spotify. <laughs> must be, must be, must be, uh, you know, saying must be the money is one of the greatest songs. Limousines, right? <laughs> yo, and, and the fact that his his S curl was laid, bruh. Hey man, it, that was, mug it was the was freshest cool. of the fresh. Yo, you remember when he performed "Must Be the Money" at, at the MTV Beat Show during the summer? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in the pool for "Must Be the Money." Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yo, shout out to Prime. But hey, man, I'm gonna ask you a question though. Who do you think is the better two athlete? Pure athleticism, Deion Sanders or Bo Jackson? Oh man, oh that's tough, man. Both guys were. Both guys were, uh, you know, amazing athletes. Um, if you're just talking pure athleticism, not not accolades or, or anything like that, I may, as as much as I have a big a big Deion Sanders fan, I probably want to have to go with Bo Jackson, man. Um, just be, just because if you're just looking at athleticism and, and as an individual and the things that he was able to do, um, man, Bo Bo Jackson was an absolute beast. And I'm saying, taking away, you know. Championships, Super Bowls, MVPs, you know, Player of the Year. None, none of that. I'm just talking pure athleticism. I'm probably going to have to go with Bo Jackson, man. Yeah, me too. Bo was just almost – it probably is just as fast as Deion, but like 30, 40 pounds heavier. Yeah. And was a better baseball player. Bo's thing, he ended because of injury. But, like, yeah. as far as, like, a physical, like – I guess you call it not because you don't want to dehumanize, but as far as somebody of that type of athleticism, like a what do you call it, a physical marvel or something like that, I'm not gonna call yeah, him, yeah, I'm not gonna call him a specimen. Number one, that has the oh, no. own, own problematic <laughs> things that I'm not gonna get into, but I've never, <laughs> I've never seen anybody like Bo Jackson. I don't think we ever will again. Are you refer, are Mike J, are, are you referring to him or implying that he is an Adonis? Is that, is that, is that what you're saying? Is that? No, nah, not at all. <laughs> I, 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 just, I just say the fact that that dude can still break both of our necks right now. He's like 56 years old. 
yeah. I'm not. I'm not running up on Bo Jackson right now. And they I, said my not, man. Not unless I got. Not unless I got an equalizer. Hey, you gonna have to tell him. They said my man could out here could shoot a bow and arrow with his feet. That's crazy, bro. I'm not. I'm not running up him with the hammer. <laughs> Yo, cause you miss as the quote, and you know the quote somebody from the wire. You best you come with the king. You best not miss. And I'm right. not, I'm not getting laid out. I, I'm cool. I got too much pride for that. You, you know you get laid out, man. You can't go home. You, you know your lady be like, don't let me call Bo. You out here mad, punching holes in the walls and stuff hey, like man. that. You you gonna find yourself looking like Iron did on ATL when Mike Vick beat him in that foot race. Yeah. <laughs> Any worse than that, dog. You gonna be, you gonna get sprayed out, and they gonna be like Earn when he got beat up uh, when they got pulled over on the side on the highway and dude beat him up. <laughs> hey man, that was hilarious. <laughs> Shout out to Atlanta, man. Hopefully it's coming back, man. Hey man, it needs to come back, man. That's, a, that's an awesome show. Yo, man. So, uh, oh man. So Super Bowl picks, man. Who you got and why? Super Bowl pick. I'm going with the Rams. All right. I'm going with the Rams because a, I despise the Patriots. But more importantly, I like the nastiness in the edge of the Rams' defense. They got a lot of guys on their defense that outspoken a little bit, a couple of them, but they all have this, like, this nasty like edge to them. Like, you know what, I don't care. And Tom Brady's the greatest. Okay. So, and when they play like that, I'm not saying they are the best defense ever. I'm not saying, you know, none of that. But I just like the edge they have. You got Darnold. You got Sue. You got Fowler. You got Brockers. You got Akeem Tlaib, who, who uh, didn't, didn't he snatch my Crabtree's chain like twice? <laughs> yeah. You got you got, you got uh, Peter Marcus Peters, who's always outspoken. I just I just like the little edge that that, that, that defense has to him, man. I tell and you. And my, my 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 third reason. Go ahead. Ty, Ty, Ty Gurley, man. I know he didn't play a lot in that in the NFC Championship game. Like, you know, there's speculation he's injured. You know, whatever. Hey, man. Ty Gurley's a bad motherfucker. He's one of the best running back I've ever seen. So you you put that with that with that stout defense, man. I think they got a chance to take take the Belichick and Brady down. I want. I'm gonna preface this. I want the Rams to win, but I think the Patriots are gonna win. Uh, so? I, yeah. I, number one, I think you know that damn. I mean, because you got to think New England's not the most talented team. That damn Belichick, you give them two weeks. So you you know it's gonna be it's gonna be hard. And I think also when you look at Gurley as good as Gurley is, he needs a he needs a couple he needs a couple steps to get going. And once he hits that second level, it's good night. But you know if you look at him, he's not the type of guy that makes you miss. Like you know a guy like Saquon Barkley, two different type of running backs, but he can make you miss in the hole before he gets ahead uh, up yeah. ahead of steam. That's yeah. why you've been seeing C.J. Anderson because Gurley does not as physical. C.J. Anderson he like Ironhead Hayward, you know. Yeah. Shoot kind of poorly, but he's running through guys. So I think it's going to be a lot of C.J. Anderson in the game, man. I think they might try to get Gurley out in the passing game. But you talk about the Rams defense, I could see a guy who's going to be uh, who's going to be barbecue chicken, and that's going to be Marcus Peters. Marcus Peters, yeah. Hey, man. <laughs> yeah. Guy who talked so much, who does so little. Yo, they yeah. been, man, he was good in Kansas City, but, yo, they've been toasting him with the Rams. He relies uh, he relies more on, on over the, with that safety help over the top. Because if you look at it, Tlaib is playing a lot of one-on-one, and they 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 playing a lot of safety help for for Peters on that side. So yeah. they don't. And and two, the other thing is like they they don't necessarily follow the best receiver. So you're not gonna have Tlaib yeah. following the best receiver on whichever side of the field. So you know if they're lining up, you know hell, even if they're lining up outside of Edelman, they're lining up Gronk or anybody else because they do put Gronk out wide a lot, and they put him out there with Peters. 
hey, it could be a situation out there. Yeah, but I do, I mean, but I do like Peter's edge, though, man. Like he, he does talk a lot, but I, but I like the fact that he's one of them guys. Is like, like he said, now one, that one post game, you know, I got toasted, you know, I got roasted, yeah. but I was still out there, you know what I mean? So I, I like the fact that he can still talk that talk, but even when it comes down to it, and he has a bad game, he's like, hey, I'll. You know, I had a bad game or I got roasted or whatever, but you know, I was trying to make plays in other ways or whatever. That's the kind of edge that I that's the kind of edge that I like. Oh yeah, he's not like my man from Jacksonville. What's his name? Uh Ramsey. Oh, Ramsey. Yeah, yeah. Oh, when he was getting when getting rolled and they losing, he don't want to talk. But then when they winning, now uh, you you cackling, cackling, cackling. You gotta talk right. to it. You know, either you know the whole the whole time, but don't talk at all, man. But right. I want the Rams to win, but I think the Patriots are gonna win. So, uh, this is, I mean, every every Super Bowl. It's hard. It's gonna be hard to beat Belichick or giving him two weeks, like you said. Is it hard to get him, man? And the fact that every every Super Bowl has come down to like one score or less. Field so, goal. Yeah. yeah. So that's just what I think. But man, let's let's get to the real talk. Man. Let's get to this NBA because you know back in the day, <laughs> Super Bowl would be like, oh, the whole week, yo, the NBA they snatched the chain like like uh like uh like what's, what was T.I.'s character? Like, 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 like a key to like a key to leave did Mar- yeah. Michael Crabtree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or Rashad, or Rashad snatching the chain from Nunu from ATL. Yo, oh, man. NFL, man. NFL, Shout man. out Nunu. Yeah, hey, man. They thought it was like, yo, too crazy. So, they was like, oh, bitch, <laughs> all week. Yo, he snatched it away, man. Well, let me talk about this Nick Dallas trade. Man, who you think is the winner of this trade, bro? Now, for those who don't yeah. know, you know, the, the big people was Chris Stapp, Porzingis, uh, I think Tim Hardaway, is that Courtney Lee and two first-round picks? Yeah, Dennis Smith. Dennis Smith uh, yeah. Yeah, so you know, so we, you know, for those who don't know, check it out on, on your sporting websites, man. So you think the winner of that trade? Oh, bro, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to go with if, if Porzingis can come back healthy, and you know he comes back pretty healthy. I, I like that Dallas trade because you you pair him with Luka Doncic, you got two guys that virtually can do just about everything on the court. You know what I mean? I mean, Porzingis is—he's—he's he's a tall, guy, but I mean, sometimes they have Porzingis playing the three with the Knicks. You know what I mean? So Luca's playing anything from the from the one to the four. So I mean, with with those with that type of talent, you still got Harrison Barnes and you know a few other guys there. I mean, I, I think that they could go a long way. Now that being said, I, I think that maybe they got they may have gotten the better to trade long term. However, Dennis Smith Jr. is a baller, in my opinion. He's a he's a baller. So I think that he's going to give the Knicks that guy that's going to be able to come come in, put up points. He's got a personality that's that's big time for you know for the Garden, for New York, for that media outlet. He's got that type of personality. But you know if if they continue to you know go the route that they're going, they end up with a top pick or a top three pick. Dennis Smith Jr. is a guy that would pair well with the Zion Williamson. Or, or an R.J. Barrett, you know, or, or a Reddish, you know what I'm saying? So, Knicks, Knicks if, they, if they're able to get one of those solid draft picks, you got DeAndre Jordan, who's an established big man, getting a little older, but, you know, his game has always been, let me catch the lob, let me protect the paint, you know, let me, you know, that's what it is. not really, a, you know, I'm going to throw it down to him in the post. He still runs the floor fairly decently. Courtney Lee's a, a solid shooter, you know what Nap-tale. I mean? So I, I think, yeah, Naptown in the build. So, like I said, I think I think that Dallas may have gotten the better of the trade, you know, right now. But with if if the Knicks are able to get some of those pieces, like I said, Dennis Smith Jr. in my opinion is big time. He's got he's got the New York style personality that can go with that with the spotlight and 
everything that comes with what New York is and that media outlet. And like I said, I think that he would be a good pairing with any of those guys that, that are projected to go, you know, in the top three. Um, I even think that, you know, I, I'm not a huge Romeo Langford guy, but I, I'm not going to say he's not talented. Romeo Langford is talented. But I think even if Romeo Langford was somebody that crept up into one of those top picks, I think that Dennis Miller Jr. would be able to pair well with him too. So I think he's better than Cam. I think he's better than Cam Reddish. And he had better There's shots. Up. Yeah, because Cam Reddish doesn't dribble the ball. I mean, you you're not a good enough shooter just to be like that. He's not aggressive. And I think if you put if you put Romeo on Duke, totally different thing. Because number one, he has better shot selection than R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett going to shoot them out of a tournament game. And Cam Reddish is not aggressive enough. He just, I mean, I, he doesn't have any talent. They got maybe one guy's going to go to the NBA and another guy's going to be struggling for a roster spot. Duke got seven McDonald's All-Americans. Yeah, you just you can't. It's also who you play with, and you know it's just. I think if you and that's, that's why I said I think is this, but I don't think he's gonna go there. But I'm, I want to ask you this. I know we're gonna, we'll talk about draft talk a little time. I want to ask you this though. Knicks have two, and they freed up two to be able to get two max players. Do you think they actually gonna be able to succeed and stop selling their fans? I wish sandwiches. Do you think they're finally gonna get a big ticket free agent in free agency this year? Uh, I mean, I think that they might be able to land one just because it is New York. Just <clears throat> excuse me, just because it is New York, just because it is a place where people still respect, no matter what their record is of the actual team or anything like that. People, players are like, shit, that's New York. I go play there. You know what I mean? So I think that they might be able to land at least one. Um, I don't know if it's going to be a, a Durant or a Kawhi or anything like that, but um, I don't know, man. I don't know. I think that they could. I think that they could land. Um, I mean, I know a lot of people are not ta- are not talking about it, but I, with with Kyrie and kind of his up and down with Boston right now, with relationship wise, his comments about maybe playing with LeBron again, I think Kyrie could be a, a big ticket free agent that could be enticed to go to New York. My opinion. Yeah, I think if, I think it's I think no one's gonna go by themselves. So I think if it's someone goes, it's gonna be in a, in a pair because you don't want that pressure by yourself. Because New York is the biggest media market in the in the world yeah. in the country, so I don't know, man. I think it's a risk, though. So, you know, people were saying, "Why would you trade Porzingis?" You know, sometimes you sometimes maybe the relationship was toxic between him and the front office, and maybe yeah. it's time to go. I think he'll I think he'll be fired from the ACL. I don't think oh, that's yeah, the, yeah, I don't I think, think so. that's an issue at all. I think ACL guys are hell. You know, Paul George can come back from you know playing the best ball of his career from having that type of you know compound fracture, then the guy can come back from ACL. Right, let me ask, let me let me ask you this question. Go you ahead. know, in, in in the same spirit, what what um, of the big ticket free agents? If you were the Knicks and you had this availability, what of the big ticket free agents would you go after? If you hey, were in that, KD and whoever KD wants to play with, because KD is a transcendent player, and who I feel like they could. It gives them I me mean, the fact that if he can do everything you want on the basketball court, and he's the second best player in the league. And he's the number one free agent. You go after KD. You, you basically you you treat KD like you let like how you treat LeBron as far as you give him insight. He's done everything. He's has yeah. won the scoring titles. He's been MVP. He's been Finals MVP. I mean, there's the next step. If you win the title in New York, yo, you 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 you're putting in the pantheon of he's already all time great, right? And we'll, oh yeah. Oh, we can yeah. always talk about the great, but I'm talking about there's a different level to win in New York. You go, you go all in on KD. You say, "Hey, KD, who do you want to who do you want to play with?" Okay. So here, so let me ask you this: Do you think it would be the the, the ultimate coup 
if the Knicks were able to pry KD and Clay from from Golden State and have Dennis Smith Jr. kind of as that, as that third guy. I don't think – I think if KD leaves, then Golden State's going to have to max out Clay. So I don't think that they're going to lose both. You okay. know, but I think – but the, th- the only thing, with, if you got a guy like Dennis Smith Jr., KD's been just spoiled because he played with Russ, and Russ was like, my turn, your turn. He's playing Golden State. They're going they moving the ball, and I think he likes playing that type of way. That's the way the, the game he, – like, KD's always been like, that's the way the game's supposed to be played, passing the ball, cutting, moving, shooting yeah, yeah. open shots. So, you know, I think this would really – I think you would see another aspect of KD's game because I think he'd be on the ball more. I think you really would see how great he truly is. But I don't know. I think it, it's going to be hard, man, because KD's also been shown to be thin-skinned. And, you know, and I can't judge anybody how they react to things. So that New York media is a monster. So I think it has to be him and another player that could kind of share the burden. I dig but, you know, the Knicks have put themselves at risk, you know, to if they don't get anybody, the fans are already – Knicks fans are already depressive. If they don't get anybody, it's really going to be bad. But you've opened up the door to be able to get two max guys. You don't have to worry about shedding any salary or anything like that. You're good to go. So, it'll be interesting going forward, man. So, other NBA news, man. See, the Brown put out that trade request, man. You know, he laughing about that $50,000, man. So, oh, man. Yeah. A couple questions. <laughs> Do you think the do you think are they going to make a trade before the trade deadline? No, okay. I don't think so. I, okay, so I, in my, my opinion, I don't think that it's going to happen, but I think it's in their best interest too because they the the the, the Pelicans are are butt hurt, something terrible. They 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 are in their feelings, they are in their bag, they are in Marvin's room with Drake. Oh man, they took they took that man off of the the intro, the little the little uh, vignette that is played. He's not on there no more. They find him $50,000. They're talking about they want the NBA to have heightened strict enforcement of tampering and collusion, blah, 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 to the point where they, they are trying to have his personal conversations monitored. Like, man, come on now. If, if I, if I want to have LeBron James at my house, you know, on a Sunday and we playing pool or whatever, I'm going to have LeBron James. I should not be able to – I shouldn't have to not hang out with friends or anything like that because y'all scared. So in my opinion, I think that they, they should just go ahead and cut part ways now, but I don't think that's going to happen. They've had six years to build around Anthony Davis. Six years? And yeah, they, six years. They, they, they've shown nothing. And they, they gave big contracts to Etwan Moore, to Joe, I mean, the dude used to play for the Pacers. Uh, they gave him like $10 million a year. I mean, they, you can't, when you're a small market, you can't hamstrung yourself with bad draft picks and, and bad free agent signings. So, I, I mean, he doesn't want to be – who wants to be 25? you at the – you know, you at the, one of the greatest players in, in the game, and you don't have any help. I mean, Drew Holiday's not enough. They just need – I mean, I know New Orleans, you know, it's just – I know their basketball's not really their thing, and I know they're basically sitting in on the save – you know, save the team in the city. But the other thing, they said the Saints – Football, like medical personnel, also works for the, the Pelicans. Oh, yeah. And so it's just like you're not even putting the guys on, and they always say how the Pelicans have so many injuries. That's why you have a football doctor working on basketball players. They're two different athletes. You're trained in two different type of ways. Muscles are getting right. worked two different type of ways. So, man, look, I'm not, I understood. I was people butt hurt when Paul George didn't want to be with the Pacers, right? And this, I'm just saying this because he's far as Indiana. Yo, yeah. I don't want to be here. You don't want to be here. You have to move on. But they exactly. weren't going to win a championship 
best answer. Now you have to make the best deal for you. Now for team, they're like, if he doesn't want to, and the team, you know, going to offer everything else. And once you get, you know, you get the best players and you're done with them. But he gave you everything he possibly could. Nothing else he could give you. It's, it's a done deal. If you if if you were the Lakers, would you would you meet those demands? Three of those four big young guys, three of those four young guys, and two draft picks. That's what I heard that yeah. that, that uh, Utah that, that they want. That's what I heard. Yeah, they, you can, I mean, because none of those Lakers players are talented, but then none of them is going to. Anthony Davis is twenty five. Mm-hmm. You sign him up for you, you get him signed up. You have him for the next five to six years. You got probably possibly the best player in the NBA. Those guys are good, but those guys aren't aren't game changers. I mean, so if if you were the Lakers, so this this might be my last little what if question or whatever. At least for now, if you were if you were the Lakers, <laughs> excuse me, which one of those guys would you say I want to keep? Would I you- will I will want to keep Kuzma because mm-hmm. I think he can play off of those other guys. Uh, but if they if it, if it comes down to get Anthony Davis, because you've seen the Lakers strike out in free agency before. Yeah. When it comes down to if you get an elite player in his prime, and this isn't this is on the second contract, yo, you I mean you gotta go after him. None of those guys are good enough for Anthony Davis. Say Anthony Davis. But if they no. say I'm a, now I'm gonna fight for if I'm a, if I'm the Lakers. But if it comes down to it, yo, like just like that whole meme. Have you seen that? Or the one with Magic with the flip phone? Yeah. You can oh yeah, it. yeah. So all that you know, any, even the cure. Ha ha ha. Right. <laughs> but you can have it all. Matter of fact, if I'm Magic, I'm selling EJ and my other kids to get Anthony Davis. <laughs> I, I can buy him back later. <laughs> and y'all so can you, go ahead. Y'all, speak, speaking on this topic, how do you feel about Charles Barkley and his statements the other night? Oh, about, talking about how the guys shouldn't be able to. I mean, Chuck, I mean, you know, you didn't win a championship. You won a great he, he, he wants Adam Silver to veto any move of Anthony, any move or perceived move of Anthony Davis going to, to L.A. Chuck sounded like a hater. That's what I was saying. He was like, I mean, it, it sounds like you like hating, bro. You sound like you're hating. Like, you know, you just, that, it, 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 I mean, at this point in time, do you want, that's like, it's like being in a relationship and somebody doesn't want to be with you and it's not worked. Sometimes it's best just to say, you know what? We, we tried to, we fought the good fight. Let's, let's talk about all the good times we had. And it happens. And it's not about the guys not staying in a small market. They did not put a team around him. Who wouldn't want to play in New Orleans, bro? Right. The best cities in the world. Yeah. But yep. you are have mismanaged things. You bad draft picks. You don't have a good medical staff. And you have bad free agent signings. That's it. That's it's one of those those things. It's not like these guys, it's not like you, you know, I'm sure he has a house in LA like most people do in the NBA. Mm-hmm. It's a great place to live. Yeah. But if you had an otherworldly talent along, alongside him, then he would probably be more willing to stay. He does not. And the LeBron thing is an outlier. LeBron felt like, hey, I want to leave because I, I grew up in this area. I just want to leave, you know, so I can get away. It's like me going to college. That's like going out to Miami. Did four years and came back. But you can't, you know, you just. Can't, you can't be butthurt. Chuck Chuck sounds butthurt. Chuck, you know, and people are gonna say, "Oh, he went to the Rockets." Yeah, he went to the Rockets. They didn't. They didn't do anything. Yo, it's just sometimes it just happens. You just, but I don't want anybody on my team who doesn't want to be here. I mean, it's fine. It's nothing personal. It's like you know, you have the you have the you have the you know the, you know you have the feeling to say, "Hey, I don't want to be here anymore." So, like I said, I just want to get I, I want to get make a trade so they can get it over with. I am yeah. mind him going to the Lakers. I mean, I'm not like a super. I don't hate the Lakers. It's not like I hate, I hate Boston. 
know, but I don't like hate the Lakers. So if they went to the Lakers, I wouldn't be upset. It ain't gonna stop my Pacers, you know. I'm like, you know, they, they had to get to the finals first. So and the way old Depot's hurt, that ain't gonna happen. So I just want to see entertaining right. basketball. Plus, the Lakers on TV all the time, so it'll make my nighttime watching even better. I, I was gonna say it'll, it'll make for some entertaining game. Yeah. Like, like, look, instead of, instead of the Lakers and the Warriors playing four times a year, let them play like six or eight times a year. Yeah. <laughs> I just watched that back and forth. Yeah, man. So, I don't know, man. So, the All-Star Reserves came out, bro. You got any snubs? Uh, Luka Doncic. <laughs> you think Luka? Flat out. <laughs> Flat out. Let me see. Let me look on the rosters and see who who he should have made it. Cause, cause I was going to say, because you're going to say, who your next question is like, who who should I, who would I put him in over? Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. don't have, we don't. We're gonna have this debate. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, because I wanna, you know, I wanna I, I wanna know because I, I seen it, but I don't remember the guy. Uh I don't remember who you know who should be who who should be in there so we can just kind of talk about it. Yeah, I am saying my opinion, Luka Doncic should have been an all-star. The 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 way he's performing, the way he's playing, numbers he's putting up, things he's doing for that team. Over, uh over hey, just 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 in general. Oh, I already know where this conversation is going to go. No, I'm just saying. I'm, you, I'm, you, I'm asking. You, said you, you know who I'm going to say, and then we're going to, it's going to just spiral from there. Go ahead. <laughs> and this, and, and then go ahead. I, I, I'm, I'm going to say Dame Lillard. And, yes, I know Dame Lillard is a great one-on-one basketball player. He's a great guy. He's a heck of a talent. He can score. He can do all this and all that. I'm not taking anything away from Dame Lillard. I think Luka Doncic probably should have made it over over that. Let's look at this. Let's look this at the, Let's look at the standings. Because <laughs> uh, let's see, the Mavs are. Let's see, they are twenty three and twenty eight, and the and in the uh, and the Blazers are thirty two and twenty. Yeah, yeah. I just, I, I, I think the young, young fella has it enough. But uh, and Luka Doncic is putting up, you know, he's putting up numbers for a, a lottery team. Uh, let's see. Let's yeah. uh, I don't same, know, man. Same thing. Same thing. Lillard done for a little while too. I mean, Lillard puts up numbers for a team that. Well, yeah, but you act on I mean, mediocre. Yeah, you, I mean, Luka Doncic, he's good. I'm giving his props. He's what twenty four and five, but yeah, I don't think the fact of I don't think he makes it over Dane. Number one, he's a rookie. Number two, I don't think he's just he's better than he's not better than Dane yet. I think he could be, and eventually, but eventually, like everything else, water meets his level. I thought she was gonna say something crazy like. He should make it over Paul George or something. No, I was gonna say that. no that would have been no. a conversation. I'm like, come no, on. no, no, no. Luka's Paul good. George, Paul, like, Paul George is killing it right now. Let's look, well, I'm gonna. I'm curious to see what Luca's shooting, what his shooting percentage is. I know Paul was, George is killing it. Okay, Luca is shooting 43 percent from the field and 35 percent from three. What is Dame doing? I said, I said Dame because I don't. I think that your boy Jokic, and I think a lot of people are going to be like, oh, you know, you want to see guards and this and that or whatever. But I, th- I think that, that uh, Jokic is, is doing his daggone thing. Um, yeah. You know, Dang is shooting 45% also, from, from the field, 90% from the line, and 37% from the uh, three-point line. Putting up 26 a game, six assists. What do, you think, what do you think about Donovan Mitchell? He's been banged up. He's been banged up, and you know he was banged up this year. I'd have thought maybe Rudy Gobert over, but it's it's hard in the West, man. I mean, yeah. who you gonna who you gonna really take off? I mean, it's not everybody's gonna be an All Star because there's so many good players in the West. Yeah, 
there's this, there's this, there's, I don't, I don't really see there's no one over there that, you know, I mean, you know, Luca's doing his thing, but he's putting up below sta- substandard numbers compared to Dane, and his team is five games under 500 with lower shooting percentages, you know, and both from the field, from the line, and from the field, from the line and three point line. Uh, that's just me. It's just like better record and shooting percentage. I don't really see what, you know, Luca is doing. I mean, he's, I'm glad, you know, he's, you know, he's providing for Dallas. Not the long term. Does he, will he be better than Dane? Probably so, because he's only, what, 18, 19 years old. But of mm-hmm. now, it's 2019. I, I, I can't see. And the fact, you know, for me, it's also record. But yeah. I feel you. But Luca's good, you know, but, you know, he's a rookie too. You know, you know, hell, LeBron James didn't make the All Star game his rookie year, and he had better numbers than Luca and with a worse yeah. team. So, yeah. you know, young fella, he got to grow up a little bit. It's not giving too much. I know, I know you want to be a millennial and everything. Man, want to give everybody too soon and everything. But, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, even Isaiah Thomas had to discipline Mike. Uh, even wow. Mike deserved to get disciplined. All right, man. So, um, so, you know, I, on, as far as I don't really see anybody, you know, as far as snubs, you know, it'll be interesting to see who they replace Ella Depot with. Because I, I, guess I was, that was about to be my next question. So who who do you think that they were, they're going to replace Ola Depot with in the East? Did you think that there were anybody, in, was anybody in the East that, that was snubbed uh, that thought I should have made it? Uh, I wouldn't say snub, but I, the, you take away Ola Depot because he's hurt. So yeah. I think this, I guess the rumors is D'Angelo Russell or Jimmy Butler. You got to go with D'Angelo Russell. Number one, he's played the East the whole season. Jimmy doesn't play back-to-backs, and he hasn't played with the Sixers that long. I was going to say I was going to say the same thing. I think D'Angelo Russell deserves that nod to, to fill in for uh, – Because he – Excuse me, fill, fill in for uh, – Yeah, balling. Balling something terrible. Yeah. I definitely think he deserves a nod to fill in for Vic, though. Yeah, and, and also go from – I'll go to the All-Star game. Who's going to be more entertaining, too? And Jimmy yeah. Butler doesn't have an All-Star game. He has an All-Star game – do the regular season, the playoffs, but he he doesn't have a game like, oh man, look what he can do with the ball as far as handles and shooting and finishing those type of things. So I don't know. I'm also to me, it's entertainment. So yeah. But man, now, they they think of the All Star game, man. They, they they put in a lineup. You got you got LeBron, KD, Paul George, and Anthony Davis out there, man. That's that that's gonna be real ugly. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be entertaining, gonna be, but man, yeah. Like, all of them guys can do virtually every damn thing on the court, man. That's and, that's crucial. And let's just keep it and let's keep it real. And this might be something people don't want to hear. Paul George is to me should be the number one option in Oklahoma City. Ah, uh, I can see that. I mean, he shoots better could, than I us. Could. He's playing at a higher level. He's playing at a level I haven't seen from him. Yeah, and, and Russ is also he's passing more. He's still getting those triple doubles. He's kind of still in rebounds and stuff, shooting that little shooting percentage. But you know, that's here <laughs> but uh. Yeah, man. So it 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 it'll be it'll be interesting to see what goes on, man. But yeah, you say you say uh, Luca. I say Luca. Not yet, because uh, I just look at those numbers of shooting percentages and win. Luca's gonna be okay. all right though. He gonna it's gonna be interesting to see how he get when Porzingis comes back next year. What they do, or if he comes back this year. So, oh, man. So let's uh let's transition, bro. To let's let's talk about it. You know, we haven't had one of these in a while, man. So I know you hit me up. I think while I was in Jersey, you talking want to talk about Chris Brown. You know, so yeah, yeah. you know, Chris Brown was accused of uh, rape or sexual assault. Uh, I'm not sure which one, and I don't want to. I know some of those things are two different. Mm-hmm. Things. So, while he was in France, so he kept saying he was innocent, and they didn't bring any charges up. He says he's going to sue. Yeah. So hypothetically, if you were in this situation, and I trust both sides of my life, you would never be in a situation. You, 
if someone accused you of something like this, would you sue if you were a celebrity? Why? If would I sue that individual knowing that I was innocent and they, they accused me of that? Yeah, false um, you know, false accusation. And I, you know, and that has its own like things to go into because if they had sex, how much essential, but whatever, you just appear. I think That's that I, for me, in, in this hypothetical situation, I think it would impact, uh, or what would impact my decision is my livelihood. How much of my livelihood has been affected by these false accusations? You know, Bowtie Fresh is not a celebrity. I'm not, I'm not a millionaire. I'm not rich or anything like that. I'm saying if, I'm so saying if, if you were a celebrity, I'm saying if you were, hypothetically, if you were. Oh, if I was a celebrity, yeah. I thought you were just saying in general. No, no, no. Um, if if I was a celebrity, um, I don't think I don't think that I would sue the individual because I I wouldn't want anything monetarily for, from that because I'm you know obviously I'm a celebrity and I'm rich, um, but I, I think that it, what I could ask for is um, an apology to attempt to further clear my name. I know that no charges being brought or or you know no no charges being filed or anything like that. That's pretty much saying that I was innocent. Um, but the fact that someone would go out and do this, I would want or, or would like for to have that person go out and say, you know, no, I, you know, I falsely accused this individual. It did not happen. Or, you know, this individual was not involved. Or I would want something for that, for that individual to publicly go out and clear my name since they publicly went and attempted to smear my name. So, I, I mean, I would ask for that. Or if I was going to sue, um, I don't know how that would work. But I mean, if I was going to seek legal action against this individual, I wouldn't want any monetary or any reparation or anything like that. I would want that same individual to go and clear my name just as they attempted to smear my name. I wouldn't want anything else um, from them. And if and if that didn't happen, you know, I would, you know, go with the legal system and, you know, say, hey, I was cleared. I was exonerated. I had nothing to do with it. But I think that for an individual to go out and say such such a thing, man, woman, whoever, if you accuse someone of something that serious, um, falsely, then you need to you need to have some recourse brought against you for making that claim. Um, it's slanderous, it's defamatory, um, and that sort of deal. I kind of look at it as along the same lines, or, or similar. I'm not gonna say the same. I retract that. Similar lines of individuals calling the police on black people for barbecuing or for sitting in their own pool at their own apartment or something like that. You are making these false accusations. You are putting my life in danger, my livelihood in danger for these accusations that you made. Therefore, you need to be the individual that owns up to it to say, I, w I lied, I falsely done this, so forth and so forth. I guess for me, and and this to be take you guys behind the scenes, I was kind of nervous about talking about this because we're dealing with Me Too, and I didn't want us our show to come off as misogynistic because we have, I'm probably guess we have more more women listening than we actually have men. So I it was it was like oh do we really want to go here? But I think the biggest thing I thought about was it was Chris Brown, and I didn't want to be to the point of you know Chris Brown has had his issues, but you know no one should be accused of rape if he didn't do it. But I also thought about Brian Banks. Do you know who Brian Banks is? Uh, no. So Brian Banks was a high school football star in California, and the young lady accused him of rape. And he did six years, and he proclaimed his innocence. And he ended up, uh, and then she, they ended up taping her on a phone call since she lied about the whole thing. So he lost six years of his life, lost his scholarship to USC and everything. So, you know, it was that. I thought about that. And I also thought about that. I was reading, I was doing some training at work, 
they said only 7% of women actually false claim rapes. So I didn't want to get in this situation where, you know, you know, it comes off as we think that women are, you know, you know, you know, putting these false claims of rape because statistics say only 7%. So it was, uh, it was something I really, you know, we wanted to discuss. We wanted to discuss it intelligently and look at different issues. But yeah, def- definitely want to talk about it in, in the right way because um, you cannot, you can't shy away from such a serious um, accusation. You can't shy away from such serious events um, in individuals' lives. So, I mean, I think that um, that individuals have to, we have to be able to have an open dialogue about it. It's not about um, taking a side or, or anything like that. It's literally about bringing awareness to it. And um, that's kind of, as, as, uh, as uh, Mike J said, that, you know, he and I have behind the scenes conversations about it because of his reluctancy. And I'm like, you know, I just, I was telling Mike J, I just want to bring um, light to it, bring attention to these accusations because unfortunately these heinous acts do happen. Um, but I wanted to bring attention to it because of how serious it is and because these heinous acts happen, they are not to be played with. So individuals that are falsely accusing or anything like that, I, I hope that these individuals begin to think before they speak, um, before they act, be more be careful, be more careful with the things that they're saying because they are such serious, vile acts that are happening to these people. It's not to be played with. So I think that 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 is a little bit of the message that Mike J and I wanted to to talk about, and bring up. You know, we don't want it. We want all of these type of things to stop. Abuse against women, rape, you know, sexual assault, all of those things. We want it to stop, um, but we also want individuals to not capitalize on such, you know, a serious thing by making these false accusations. But one thing I didn't agree with Chris Brown about is just like, after it happened, he started calling a woman a bitch. And like, you know, yeah. I was just like, bro, number one, you've already been, you know, you've already been in trouble for beating up a woman before. If you didn't do it, you know, that's when your publicist got to be like, yo, you got to chill. Because calling yeah. it, it makes it seem like, yo, you it makes it seem like you look guilty. You know what I mean? So, and then the fact it was Chris Brown. Not that he deserves that, but you know, you gotta also be more intentional with your words. He's like what thirty years old now. He has a daughter. Not like that. Yeah. So you know, it's it's saying he needs to be more. You know, like I said, intentional with his words and using that it just makes him look guilty. So, and it's also like, and, I, and we can kind of transition to something else. But when it comes to that, it's I me. Mean, we talked about the suing question. It's just like. I also want to know what happened because they're going to ask you in deposition. You can't lie in deposition. Right. So, you know, you might have been like on some kinky type stuff. You really want that stuff to get out there. So I personally wouldn't sue. I would just ask for the public apology and, you know, anything that I lost just to try to get back from. So you know, it's just something we want to discuss with you guys. So let us know how you feel about it. You know, send us on the Twitter, Instagram, you know, email, whatever it is. So we're open for conversation and dialogue. And, you know, and if you don't agree, then, you know, we're open for that, too. Absolutely. But all right, this is something else I wanted to, like, get your comments on, man. So uh, did you see the thing with Nick Cannon talking about white women on his show? Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. So what do you think about that, bro? Um. I don't know. I, I think that there is so much of, so much, um, I don't I can't think of the right word, but I, I think that it, it runs rampant in the black community so much where people are like, oh, this is going to happen. When you have black women like, oh, this is going to happen. Or black men like, oh, I got to make this happen. I got to have a white woman with a certain level of success. Or there's the, 
hell, there's even the, the colorism issue within the black community of light skin and dark skin. So I think that there is so much put on um, an individual based on race or complexion of their skin and race or complexion of the individuals that they are with. Um, there's so much put on that. Uh, and I think it kind of needs to be, in, in my opinion, it needs to be dialed back or dialed away a little bit because you, if you want to be with someone, if they're black, brown, white, Indian, Hispanic, whatever, and that's who you want to be with, you should be able to be with that person um, without, you know, getting the side eyes and the backlash and all this and all that. Um, you should not, in my opinion, this is Bowtie Fresh opinion, you should not say, oh, well, I'm exclusively going to go after this white woman or Latino woman because black women are blah, 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 or Asian women are blah, 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 blah. You don't need to go in and um, disrespect or, or disregard the other races that you do not want to be with or that that, that person that you want to be with is not. Um, just simply go go about being with who you want to be with. I think that that's where the problem comes into play. So many individuals talk about like, you know, the negatives of the other races or the perceived negatives or the, the stereotypes, some of which are true, some of which are not. But I mean, if you just want to be with someone, just go be with that person without trying to shit on somebody else. That's, that's, that's Bowtie Fresh's opinion. Yeah, I, I second that because you know you get you know I remember when people are like are you down with the swirl or not and I'm and I'm I'm just gonna be out there I've never dated outside my race and it's and I'm not talking about me but you know you remember we used to be in school like are you down with the swirl but then you would just see like brothers and it would just disappoint me like hey we talk bad about black women you know if you want to be like like both I said if you want to be with a white woman then be with her but you ain't got to like knock a black woman down just to just to put like to put your queen up that doesn't make any sense to me like you see it like on social media all the time. I think some people are trolling this to get retweet likes yeah. and all that type of stuff. But yeah. It's sad in that sense. And then, you know, talking about Nick Cannon, like, you know, he's talking like the white women's forbidden fruit. Like we still live in a segregation. Like, bruh. Yeah. And like, it, it's not, you can marry who you want to marry. I mean, it's, this isn't like the times of, of the civil rights time where you could actually, you know, be in danger for that. Now you might get side eyes and looks and depending on the neighborhood you, you might live in or you, you know, you raise your children in. They may get something, but nothing against the book. So I don't know. I didn't really, I'm thinking Nick Cannon's like our age. So I don't, and he, he yeah. grew up in California. So I don't know what this whole, you know, you, you, you know, you're putting the white woman on this type of like, you know, you know fetish pedestal that you can have. Like, bro, I think he's from San Diego. You know, yeah. I, I don't, I don't see that. So it was interesting to see. Like uh, I said, like, I, for, for, for Bowtie Fresh, like Bowtie has, has, dabbled with just you know different races before and, and it's not I don't go about it like oh you know this person is this or you know this this Latino woman is just so so much better than the white and black or this this white woman is just so much better than blah 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 or whatever I don't I don't build any one race up or or creed up and I don't tear anyone down I, I am literally like I'm attracted to that person that person don't care what color they are or anything like that. If I'm attracted to them, I'm attracted to them. And that's, that's the way, I, in my opinion, that's the way it should be. I think like what Mike Jake said, there's these fetishes or, or you know, people are getting singled out or whatever, or, or you know, there's this perceived notion that, you know, oh, I'm going to have a certain status or whatever. I, that, that shit's stupid, you know, in, in both our fresh opinion. Just, just go and be with who you want to be with, regardless of their race. You don't have to, you know, you say, oh, this is my, 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 
porcelain white goddess, yeah. you know, or my, you know, <laughs> Nubian or, white queen. Uh, my Nubian white queen, or, or, you know, this is my almighty, you know, black girl magic, black woman, blah, blah, blah. I ain't gonna front, my, that's, that, I ain't gonna lie, that's, that's me, the number two. I mean, my, my, that's, I mean, that's but, my queen. And I mean, I, but, I ain't, but, but, but if you're talking about your lady, and like her as an individual and not just like, oh, you know, th this is going to, this is, this, these black women are this and Latino women are shit, blah, blah, blah. No. That, that, that's, that's great. You know, you should talk about your, your woman, your lady in that fashion. But when you're going about it, talking about just generalizing an entire race, there are crappy white women, there are crappy black women, there are crappy Latino women, there are crappy Asian women. Just like there are fabulous fantastic asian women they're fabulous fantastic black women they're fabulous fantastic you know what i mean like when you begin to generalize by race or something like that it's just kind of like what what reason do you need because there's good and bad in all well i have a preference your individual <laughs> oh yeah i'm upper i mean i've always dated black women that's just for me it's yeah. just that's who my number one to try and it's nothing like crapping on nobody else shitting on them but there's a, a preference that i've always dated black women and probably if i mean that's that's just I think that's, everybody that's, has that though that, you know that's my preference some, you know, some, just, some guys some guys prefer thick thighs some guys prefer you know a nice pair up top some guys yeah. prefer long hair some, some nice guys prefer you know you sound like my man dad on oh you sound like uh duncan's dad on class act <laughs> well, she stacked <laughs> oh, man i'm just saying like people everybody has, i think that your preference plays a plays a lot into what you what you seek absolutely you know what i mean but i, I think that when you start to talk about like all oh, black women are are lazy Really? Because uh, I, I know I know a lot of lazy Latino women. I know a lot of lazy white women. You know what I mean? Like I think that uh, that's where it well, let's, an let's, issue. Uh, let's keep let's 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 get all the way into it. So you remember? Uh, you know, I was going through a breakup a few you know, years ago, and you you tried to hook me up with somebody, and she was of the per, of the other persuasion, and it was from we went bowling for my birthday, and she had some drinks in her. And, you know, she was holding my hand. We were at the bowling alley. And I was like, all right, you know, whatever. She's been drinking. We hadn't, wasn't really vibing like that. And so I walked past right. the snack bar. And I seen all these, all, them, all my sisters looking at me with the disgusted look. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I oh, damn. I was just like, I'm like, oh, man, it ain't even like that. <laughs> and it's not even like I was ashamed. Or it was just like, yo, we, we, weren't, it is, we, we weren't vibing. So it wasn't like, oh, I'm like, it was just like, yo, we really ain't vibing like that. She was cool. But we weren't, yeah. you know, you just got to have when you meet somebody, you kind of click or you don't. So I'm, yeah. out here, I'm out here with the white girl and out here at the, at, the, at, the, at the bowling ring. She's holding my hand and she's been drinking. And I'm seeing all these sisters looking at me all disappointed. And I felt like I was about <laughs> to be tall, man. I, was, I just wanted to just throw myself out hey. there. But Kente at they say Mike, say I'm Mike sorry. J, Mike J was out. Hey y'all, Mike J was out here pointing at me, talking about it's this nigga's fault. Yeah, it's yeah, this man. nigga's fault. I was, like, I was like, yo, and we not and, and like I said, hey man, let's just keep it all the way real. Yo, that almost broke up a friendship, bro. Because <laughs> most stuff that I will never talk about on this show that, that I found out later. So I, I both I tell you, I, I like, yo, yo, I was hyped. Hey. Hey, but to my defense, I found out about it like after the fact too. Bro. So, like, <laughs> hey, I'm so, hey, some stuff you know, you got to do is a DNA check. You could have had me out here. You could have had me out here, nigga, with the ATM. <laughs> and I was just like, so like I said, that's my bow time. We go back. So 
it's just like, you know, we could, like, if y'all ever met us, like, in the streets and we're not recording, recorded, I could tell you some of the wild stuff that, you know, I'm way <laughs> more wilder than Bowtie was. You know, Bowtie was, he's he been tamed for me. I was wild. But, yeah, man, so they, Bowtie tried to set me up with a Becky who had a, had a long history past, and I'm not even, like, judging anybody. It was just some long history past with things I am not down with. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. <laughs> Now that she done some things that were just vile. Yeah. I, I mean, it's beyond, it's beyond kinky. It's, it's, yeah. It's like, <laughs> yo, yo so, so speaking of kink, and then we can, like, hey, speaking of kink, right? So, yo, I was on the Twitter the other day, and they were talking about Tiana Trump. <laughs> and, and Tiana Trump had made her return back to the game. Bruh. <laughs> yo, she, she's hey. But the thing is, what a dude was like, yo, they had this oh, meme. It was like, this dude had a meme. It was like a hand, like uh, a hand, a paddle, and then he had like a stake. And that was talking about how he was going to beat his meme. <laughs> and then it was like talking about dudes was talking about having watch parties. <laughs> I was just yeah, like, whoa. Okay. I'm like, no. Okay. So then, like, I was just like, well, let me peruse this. Yo, I seen it, dog. Oh, she's nasty, nasty. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, she's nasty. Yeah. nasty bro. Oh, oh, yeah. was like, I was like, whoa. <laughs> yo, I was like, yo, I, I felt bad. I felt like, I mean, she's from Indiana, too. I felt like, dang, I feel like we need to get her pastor down there and put a hand, a hand of God on her. She's wow. nasty. nasty. <laughs> <laughs> I said, to quote the, hey. great, the uh, great DJ Paul, damn, you still eat with that mouth? I was like, ugh. <laughs> 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 uh, DJ Paul. Oh, yeah, man. So, did you did you see did you see uh, her her return? Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, I witnessed it. <laughs> yeah, she's nasty. I witnessed, I witnessed clips. Yeah, yeah. She, she's, nasty. she's on a different level. Yeah, you know, you you taking it, you, you trying to take the game over. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she didn't take the game over with that. Like, she didn't took it over. Hey man, what, hey, what's the what, what's the song? The game belonged to me. Hey, I got bada bada. <laughs> Yo, she, yeah, like I said, well, if y'all don't Google this at work, it ain't safe for work. <laughs> don't even get, you know, you just see that in your personal home, huh? You go, whoa, whoa, she doing it like that? Oh, she's nasty, nasty. Right. <laughs> but man, and, and, and the word shout out, shout out to Ha Ha Davis, nigga. I ain't never, ever <laughs> seen you act like this. <laughs> hey, I don't even want to, yo. You do some stuff like that. I'm probably going to jump back. I'm like, yo, I'm normal. <laughs> like, yo, my king glove ain't even that damn high. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably going to just put my clothes on and take a shower. And I get home and just sit sit there and cry and, like, and scrub the sin to it. <laughs> I might even have to put on, I probably put on that Marvin Satan. You brought the best of me and go to church and just lay my sins down on the, on the altar. <laughs> oh, Marvin. <laughs> hey, man, before we get out of here, man, so I was talking to Bowtie before the show started. We talked about B. Smith. For those who don't know, B. Smith was, you know, it's like she was like some, some bike Martha Stewart stuff, but she has Alzheimer's. Her husband, he has moved in another woman and told B. Smith, that's her friend, into their house. And they married. Yeah. I couldn't imagine, man. So, Bowtie, you're married. So, man, what do you think about that? Could you imagine in a situation where your wife has Alzheimer's, you move in another woman into the crib? <laughs> you, I mean, you, you got you got to be in a, in a situation where, like, look, I'm just going to push the boundaries of traditional relationships. <laughs> yeah, man. This. No, no, no. I, 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 I couldn't do that. I, I couldn't be. I don't know, man. I couldn't do it. I couldn't no. do it. I, I couldn't. I couldn't have. I couldn't move someone in while I'm trying to care care for somebody and, and just be like hey you know nah we all we all good you know this is your friend from way back or i i, I don't know especially with my kids around yeah 
Cause I would lose my, all respect. All my respect. Son, my son, my son, Mike J know my son. My sons are ill as hell too, so uh, I don't know. Hey man, I just I saw that and then he's like and then he made this long comment about and I and you know, I can't empathize with him because I'm not caring for him in the situation and I'm know it's rough. But then he made this comment talking about, you know, your people are gonna go through it too because you're fat and you're bad eating habits and genetics and you'll 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 see how it is to have Alzheimer's. It's like, bro, like, calm it down. You the one who put this out there. No one else did. Yeah, I don't know, man. So, like I said, I'm not. I, I can't. I'm. I'm in. I'm in no position to judge anybody. You know what they do or anything like that. But uh, I, I just, I don't know. I, I think that he he should probably, if if he wanted to do that, you know, he probably could have had a conversation with her family or something like that. Like, look, you know, I, I can't. I can't care for her no more. I want to just move on and you know something like that. Let let the family help care for her or whatever. I don't I don't know, man. I don't know. Man, that's that's your wife, bro. Ain't no fan, ain't no fan, ain't no family to it, bro. If you, well, I'm saying I'm saying he, if if he's feeling like you know oh well you know this this you know this other chick is is my is my lady now or you know he's he's moved on. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you should you should treat it like a normal relationship. If you wanted to move on with somebody else, whether she had Alzheimer's or not, you would divorce her and just move yeah. on with you know whatever. So I think it should be treated the same way. You know what I mean? Like, don't don't have her sitting up there talking about, oh yeah, we just, you know, this is my friend, and she not really knowing this is the chick that you land, you know, you you laid up with, you know, yeah. at nighttime or whatnot. You didn't move her into the guest bedroom, and this new chick that you laid up with, and, and took they took her place on the on the king yeah. side. Yeah, I, so, yeah, this, yeah, this is—it is to me. It's a sucker move. Like, if you like, like Botai said, if you gonna do this now, I don't know what had her financial. I don't know what he does. I know she was, you know, was out there. I don't know anything about him. So who's who's to say he's not staying for the money? I don't know. But you look at this stuff like that. I just, I just think there's a right and wrong way to do things. And to to that, to a lot of that woman's face, and you know that she can't defend herself because of, of what she's going through is wrong. And he's like, he honestly could have got this quicker. I just feel like as a man. Except through, you know, sickness and health. Now, you know, if that's the reason why, because she has that, and then it's not even saying like, yo, y'all watch her while I go kind of get my head head space for an hour. And I'm not even talking about right. sex. Like, but you know, you're gonna just move her in, like, yo, it's just and with your kids around, I would lose all respect for any one of my parents for that. I really just say you out. Probably right. how, how it is, but I don't know. I just want to get Bowtie's opinion about that. That was interesting. You know, we've had some quite interesting things on the timeline. The whole, you know, Nick Cannon thing. But we also want, you know, talk about this too. So I'm trying to hit up different things, man. So, bro, let's transition. No transition music. Not too much new <laughs> that came out <laughs> early in the year. But let me ask you this, man. So I was on the road, man. You know, coming back, I was in Pennsylvania, so I didn't have my grandma in the car, so I wasn't listening to rap. I'm being respectful. You know, it's my car, but I'm being respectful. So I put on my little funk mix, my little basement party mix. Man, next thing you know, Full Force 2, Ain't My Type of Hype came on, the long version. Hey, man, that's man, the Man, seven <laughs> minutes, bro. And I, I don't know how many miles I knocked out when that mug came out, man. I started, you know, I was, man, I was trying not to like full ladies dance on that mug. I know I did. I, I did, y'all, hype. <laughs> <laughs> then, then, I started, yo, then why cameo come on? Word up came on. Yo, I start spelling that mug out harder than a mug. W O R D. Hey, hey, I, I know, I know. Grandma Warren was probably feeling that one too. She was asleep. She was asleep. Oh, uh, was she? Yeah, she was, she, was, she was asleep. So, yeah, so I was in the car, man, because you know, for for those who don't know me, my family used to own a record store in the east side of Neptown. So, yeah. you know, we had all the music all the time. So that was like a staple in the Jenkins household hearing some cameos. So, 
<laughs> yo, yo, my uncle used to say that more hard <laughs> when he was Universal Soldier. Fight. Yeah. Hey, man, the only thing I need to put on there was it's time. But yeah, man, what's up? When you roll, you're on the road, man. You you driven longer than I have. This is my longest drive. That was 12 hours. So what's your go-to music? You got the family in the car, so you're not really trying to listen to no lot of rap. What's your go-to song, man, to get you going while you're on the road, man? So I have uh, I have a playlist called Basement Party, um, and it's it's just full of all kind of like you know just just picnic barbecue party type music or whatnot. A lot of old school stuff, you know, some some '90s stuff, some early 2000s stuff or whatnot. Um, I purposely made it or purposely searched out clean versions because my sons like a lot of that music. They like a lot of the old school music. Um, my sons absolutely love, and when I say absolutely love, they love the message <laughs> that my, oh, my, 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 my oldest boy knows all the words to, to the message. Um, my youngest son, he likes that. He likes the Apache um from from sugar hill gang oh, man. um so like my my boys like a lot of old school stuff but like i said we we got some we got some new school stuff like um my uh my youngest boy likes uh oh man i can't think of the daggone song it's kendrick lamar somebody pray for me yeah. Yeah. but i i downloaded i got the clean version of that because my boys like that um so i mean but it, that's what it is it's it's my old school basement party and that's what i would we predominantly well, what's, no, no, what's, but what's your go-to song bro but the people want to know your go-to song yeah. Uh, like what's that song if you if you, with, like this, what's that song you on the mix and you get a little tired you making that trip you know how it is you drive and everybody and fell asleep on you you hit that song and it get they get you going for the, to finish your trip off to finish to finish the trip off uh <laughs> let's see I'm probably going to say um yeah probably she's a bad mama jamma. Oh, okay. That 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 that's that's my joint. Like even if, anytime I hear that song, I I immediately start to get hyped. I, I it's it's one of them where I, I might have to I have to stop. Like okay, I I can't start dancing right now. Hey man. Um, but she's a bad man. Yeah. I know what you're about. Carl so, like Carlson. Yeah, Carl Carlson. Yeah. So I I like that. Um, it's you probably gonna laugh, but it's it's a spinner song, the Rubber Band Man. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. So um, probably them two, um, and I, I just hit my son to to that uh, Dwight David from the from the Last Dragon, the actual yeah. Last Dragon song. Oh, uh, but if I if, this time, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if if I might have a song that's going to instantly get me going, get me hyped, get me woke up, it's it's probably going to be She's a Bad Man Jamma. Man, we'll put and we'll put this out on the we'll put this out on the on the Twitter and all that stuff too. <coughs> Me, man, it's a couple songs. It's, uh, it's Teddy Jam from uh from from Guy, and it's and another oh, one. Damn. Yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Teddy. Yeah. And then also uh and also uh Return of the Mac. Well, you put on anybody. I was about to say, man. Return of the Mac. You my brother, man. You know Return of the Mac. Return of the Mac. Brother, man. Hey, man. <laughs> You know, boy, if, if I don't, uh, I, I might have to buy me a, let's pay that. I might have to go find me a black turtleneck. You know, <laughs> I, I can borrow both eyes, hoop earring, dog. You sitting up on a front. <laughs> I got that MJ special. <laughs> Yo, with the oh, size, shoot. size 78 boot cut jeans. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to jeans and best shoes. I had a lot of that when I was in Jerry's, man. So. <laughs> You know, man. So definitely that for me. So I think we about done, man. I think we didn't gave we didn't gave the people, man, get the irons and some things today, man. So go ahead, man, and lead us off on you know, finish us up with a good thought, man. We just <coughs> up, bro. Yeah, man. So 
you know, uh, per usual, I'm gonna leave you guys with a good thought or, or you know, good vibe for the for the end of the episode. So, uh, quote goes as this: Eventually, all things fall into place. Until then, laugh at the confusion, live for the moments, and know everything happens for a reason. And I felt that that hit home for for myself. Um, I know it hit home for Mike J concerning the things that he's been having to deal with family wise and uh, you know having to travel and that sort of deal. I want to give a shout out to to Mike J and and myself, one of our other brothers, uh, you know DJ. Um, his his mom passed or his his grandma passed. Um, excuse me, his grandma passed, um, and the services are tomorrow. So definitely shout out to our brother DJ and lifting his family up in, in prayer and, and, and good thoughts on that sort of deal. Um, but again, that's why I wanted, that's why this quote stuck with me. We, uh, we all are going through a lot of different things and, you know, sometimes we can get frustrated and all that type of stuff, but laughter, laughter can help you get through a lot of things, uh, living in the moment and enjoying the people that, that you love and, and, and care for. And just knowing that, you know, everything is happening for a reason. There's a plan larger than what you, than what you want or what you have in place. So that's a good word from, from Bowtie Fresh and, you know, hope that y'all have a great weekend and, you know, equally anticipate our next episode. Yeah, no doubt, man. Like I said, you know, let the, definitely, you know, recognize on our homeboy DJ, let, you know, let the fragrance of a pungent, pungent thing of prayer, lift him <laughs> up in prayer and let, you know, God take him right back, you know, and to lift his family up. So let the pungent, you know, of the enemy being taken out the church and let the pungent fragrance protect him. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah so uh, we'll holler at y'all uh next week man appreciate all everything else all our contact information will be in the description we'll holler at y'all holler at y'all peace